This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hiya, it's Mark here. Welcome to episode 41 of the Clonmel Podcast for this Friday, the 11th of June. Have to say, didn't they get the weather so wrong last week when they were telling us it'll be nice this week? What was it? In the low 20s? Hmm, didn't see that. Saying that today, looking outside the studio window here, it's lovely and sunny in Clonmel on this Friday. And I think the weekend is supposed to be pretty good too. I hope so, because I'm clearing out the barbecue after doing this for Sunday. Have to give it a right old clean-up. God knows what's living in there right now. More importantly, how was your week this week? Was it nice to get back into the gym this week for a bit of a good old workout or a swim? Or off to the cinema to see your favourite movie and eat some delicious popcorn while you're watching it in town? Or maybe going for a bite to eat or a drink outdoors at the pub or restaurant this week. Just getting back to some sort of normality. And welcome back to all of you too who have just gone back to work. We missed you. And speaking of outside, Hearns Hotel have now opened Lily's Garden. The hours are Friday, Saturday and Sunday from 5pm till late. Well worth popping in there. One of Clonmel's finest and long-serving jewellers closed this week as John from Duggan's Jewellers in Mitchell Street announced his retirement. We'd like to wish him all the best here on the Clonmel Podcast. I remember getting my ear pierced there when I was about 16. That was a long time ago, trust me. I think John himself did it. Also, congratulations to Eamon Griffin, a former podcast guest, who's celebrating 49 wonderful years at Fitzgerald's menswear. Also, best of luck to all the students who started their Leaving Cert exams this week. And finally, it's all systems go for the redevelopment at Kickham Barracks in Clonmel, with Phase 1 set to start very soon. I think they're saying it'll take about 12 months to complete Phase 1 days. So, what's coming up on this week's Clonmel podcast? Well, I chat to Eve Curtin from Certified Proud and Focus Island. Rennie Abraham from United Cricket Clonmel and looking for a pitch to play on the Irish Hospice Pledge of Plant Fundraiser, which is quite difficult to say. How you can get in shape with an Irish boxing champ and lots more great stuff coming up on this week's Clonmel podcast. The Clonmel podcast. But first, did you know there is a cricket club in Clonmel? It's not the original one. It's a brand new one called United Cricket Clonmel. And I spoke to manager Rennie Abraham, who's looking for a pitch for the team to train on. I'm joined by Rennie Abraham, the manager of United Cricket Clonmel. Yes, Clonmel's Cricket Club. Is this any connection with the old Clonmel Cricket Club? Not really, actually. <laughs> I, I suppose the old cricket club kind of um, closed down somewhere late 2011. Uh, we kind of came on board um, in 2015. We initially kind of played, we wouldn't say the actual league, we were playing on red tennis, hard tennis balls, you see, we were just kind of getting together a team. We went on to play miniature tournaments uh, around Ireland, you know, on that particular cricket ball, but it's only in 2018 that we uh, aligned ourselves with Lismore, because Lismore has been very supportive, they actually gave our players a chance to play on the actual pitch with the actual ball, you know, the real gear, the real thing. So, uh, yeah, we've been playing with Lismore since. Now, you've come on the podcast this week to bring up a certain subject, that yes. you have no training ground here no. in Clonmel. No, no, unfortunately, no. We've been in the hunt. We've been looking for a ground for a good while, but I suppose nothing has been happening. You know, it's been unfortunate. We would love to have 
Clanmel represent, you know, represent Clanmel in the Munster cricket, you know, uh, union. But um, unfortunately, uh, we've put out word in the newspaper, radio, but absolutely no response. No. Local councillors have they got involved? Oh, very much. Yes. Uh, initially, uh, Richie Malloy was involved in this. Uh, of lately, Michael Murphy has been very supportive. Uh, has been. Um, has been trying to uh, um, trying to get us ground in one way or the other. He's 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 placed a motion in as part of um, uh, these uh, grounds that are that are provided by the county council. You know, in support, in partnership with maybe I suppose with two another team. You know, to have the same facility, training facility. Uh, but I suppose last year with all COVID and everything, nothing much happened. So, but he's on he's on our case, and he, I say he's he's actually promised us that he would get us ground here. And Rennie, where did the old Clonmel Cricket Club play then? Where did they train? Uh, in presentation, in presentation, um, presentation grounds, presentation school grounds. Uh, we initially trained there uh, back in 2016 when we st- initially started. But um, I suppose uh, to convert it to a cricket pitch, you know, there was a lot of work involved and I don't think, you know, we had to look at a large, much more larger facility and some more, you know, which would have suited us, you know, more. As I look around here, I mean, you are manager too of Rathkeven Nursing Home. Yes. I'm looking at all these lovely green fields. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm sure you look yeah. out your window thinking, oh, we, wish, we wouldn't I mind wish, one of those. I wish, I wish always, yeah, that, spot, that, <laughs> that spot isn't bad. You know, I, would have, I would have actually gone for that. But, you know, it's not, not only over here. It's like, you know, as you drive down also, like you see these empty green spots, you see, say, wow, that could be really good for us. But unfortunately, no. no. I mean, could someone, you know, they've got a couple of hundred acres. Yeah. Maybe, you know. I don't need a hundred acres. Come on, just give me two acres. That's all that I'm looking for. I don't need a hundred acres, you know. No, I'm saying if they have a couple of hundred acres, yeah. they could offload one or two to, yeah. to you yeah. guys yeah, that's to exactly, train. That's exactly why, uh, you know, I've, I'm, I'm just... I'm just I'm just putting a call out there, see, seeing if if anyone out there could actually help us, could support us, actually, uh, because we have the players. Uh, we just want to bring cricket back to Clanmel. We want to represent Clanmel as a separate team, uh, and you know, in the Munster League. And you know, we fairly play good, you know, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, we, and our dreams will come true. I mean, the Old Clonmel Cricket Club had a great reputation, didn't it, as well? It did. It did very much. Very much. So if people want to get in contact with you, should they know someone or somebody might be listening to this thinking, do you know what, I've got a couple of fields I could give to, yeah. to Rennie yeah. and the new United Cricket Clonmel? Yeah, well, you know, they could contact me. I'm, I'm here, manager in Rathkeem and Nursing Home, you know, just just look for myself, you know. And if not, if I'm not available, if it, they could just leave down their details, you know, I could I could contact them back, no problem. Do you have a social media page at all? Uh, yeah, we do, yeah. And yeah. that Facebook, is? Yeah. Facebook, it's, uh, you know, it's on the Facebook page United Cricket Clonmel yeah. okay so United Cricket Clonmel if you know anyone who, who'd be offering you know a, a lovely couple of fields here to, to ready he'd be yeah. much grateful but also just to have cricket back in Clonmel. Clonmel that's the main thing that's the main thing like cricket used to flourish very much here in Clonmel it's just that it's a pity that it, it's, it's closed down I, I can understand but I, we just want to restart it all over again. We have the players. I said we we have the talent, you know, to support us. So it's it's only a matter of having that facility. To and we want to be able to support you exactly, guys as well exactly. to come along and, exactly. and cheer you on. Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. Ronnie Abraham, thank you very much for thank joining so me on the podcast this so week for, for the United Cricket Club. We wish you the very best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Ronnie, and best of luck with getting a training ground for the United Cricket Club team. Now, Bellevue Academy of Performing Arts have announced their summer camps for 2021 from dance to theatre to West End and more. The kids will love this. All the details on their Facebook page, Bellevue Academy of Performing Arts.
If you'd like to know who's open in town regarding outdoor dining, pubs, etc., why not pop on over to the excellent Clonmel COVID-19 Community Help and Support Facebook page. All the information is there for you. Great Facebook page, so informative. The Irish Hospice Foundation are holding Pledge of Plant and they're looking for your potted plants, herbs, flowered plants for a plant and flower sale for the Irish Hospice on Saturday the 26th of June at the weekly market at the Brothers School from 10am to 2pm. More details on pledgetoplant.ie. That's next to Dunn's, by the way, in Oakville. Is it the Farmer's Market? I think that's what they call it. Now, fancy getting in shape for the summer? Of course we do. Well, how about going to a class held by a four-time Irish boxing champion? Dean Gardiner's Tip Box Fit Boxer Size classes start on the 6th of July and they're running every Tuesday and Thursday. Check out the Tip Box Fit Boxer Size Facebook page for more details. And good luck to Dean with that. On Your Toes, Dance Gymnastics Academy will open their doors for all students on the week beginning Monday the 5th of July under government guidelines and they are looking for new members. More details on their Facebook page. Good luck to Clonmel's Liam O'Reilly who's raising funds for Seesaw in Wellington Street by running 496 kilometres in the month of June. The teacher at CTI in town plans to run the number of kilometres on the date in June. So, he ran one kilometre on the 1st of June, two kilometres on the 2nd, and so on. Liam also plans to mix it up a bit with piggyback runs, backward runs, litter pickup, and whatever else he can think of. If you see him out and about, cheer him on, and you can donate by going to www.donate.ie slash 496challenge, and we'll try and get Liam on the podcast at some stage for a chat and see how he's getting on. Good luck, Liam. If you're looking for something to do this week, want to pop along to the Tipperary Museum of Hidden History at Mickdale Square, who are celebrating 21 years in the square this year. They've just relaunched the Mickdale Hunty CD, The Lost Recordings, and have some additional artefacts related to the singer on display. Well worth a look, and also well worth checking out the War of Independence exhibition at the museum too. For more details, you can contact museum at tipperarycoco.ie or call this number 076 106 5252. That's 076 106 5252 to book a time to visit the museum or order the CD. Kind of thinking, wouldn't that make a great present for Father's Day coming up on Sunday, the 20th of June? Mmm. Tipperary County Council will host a civic reception to honour jockey Rachel Blackmore next Tuesday night. Rachel, who went to school here in Clonmel, became a household name this year after winning the leading jockey award at Cheltenham and also that fantastic win at the Aintree Grand National. The event will be recorded on Tuesday night and become available to view online on the following day. So best of luck to Rachel Blackmore. Some pharmacies in Clonmel will be able to give the COVID vaccine from next week. Health Minister Stephen Donnelly confirmed the news this week after a long campaign to include pharmacists in the administration of COVID-19 injections. So that is some good news. It's National Carers Week this week and it's pause for course time as well, which is well and truly underway, walking 24 kilometres over seven days for Family Carers Island. You can still sign up right now to raise funds for this great cause. Get more details on the Family Carers Clonmel Facebook page. Isn't it great to see our local cinema back open right now? And there's lots of great movies to see at IMC Clonmel, including Quiet Place 2, The Conjuring 3, 
One for the Kids, Peter Rabbit 2, and coming next week, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Payment is by card only at the moment. You can book on this number, 052612 and more on IMC Clonmel on next week's podcast when I speak to manager Jay Downey. Looking forward to that. All right, it's time for your weekly Hillview Flamingo Bingo update. Eyes down this coming Monday, the 14th of June at 8pm sharp with a snowball jackpot standing at €1,000. Get more details on the Hillview Sports Club Facebook page and remember their Clonmel Lotto with a jackpot of €2,000. Tickets a mere €1 each. Once again, go to the Hillview Sports Club Facebook page and thank you to Breed for the weekly update. Best of luck to the Village Grill in Clarehan who launched their food truck during the week. Check out the pictures on their Facebook page. The food truck is available for private hire. You can contact you on this number, 086-365-2550. That's a great idea, and it looks amazing. Still to come, I speak to Eve Curtin from Certified Proud and Focus Island, but what jobs are on offer this week? Well, Glenpatrick Springwater in town are looking for a customer service administrator. More details on ie.indeed.com. The fabulous debunked in town are looking for a deli assistant. Requirements, previous food service prep experience, flexible hours, previous HASSP training, customer service orientated, and you can apply at debunkedclonmel at gmail.com. That's debunkedclonmel at gmail.com. I mentioned the cinema here in town and IMC Cinema Clonmel are looking to hire staff. You can email your CV to clonmel at imccinemas.ie. That's clonmel at imccinemas.ie. Ryan Motor Power out the Powerstown Road are looking to hire an apprentice mechanic. If you have an interest in the motor industry and fancy a career with Skoda, send your CV to Michael Ryan. You can email michael.ryan at ryanmotorpower.ie by Friday, the 25th of June. Bidfest Noonan in town are looking for a cleaning operative. More details on ie.indeed.com. Hotel Manila are looking for a HR payroll administrator. More details on ie.indeed.com. The Butter Market Cafe are looking to hire waiting staff, full-time, part-time. You can drop your CV into the cafe or email dpersal15 at outlook.com. That's dpersal15 at outlook.com. Boots in Town are also looking to hire staff. Check out recruitisland.ie for more details there. And finally, Tesco in Clonmel are looking to hire part-time staff. More details on roi.tesco-careers.com. If you would like to advertise a job on the Clonmel podcast, it's quite simple. It's free of charge. Just email Podcast at gmail.com. Now it's time for this week's interview, where I caught up with Eve Curtin from Certified Proud and Focus Island. The Clonmel Podcast. Eve Curtin from Certified Proud. Welcome to the Clonmel Podcast. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. Delighted. It's a pleasure. Now, Eve, tell us about Certified Proud. Yeah, so Certified Proud is an accreditation and membership body, and we are striving towards LGBTQ plus equality throughout businesses in the UK and Ireland. So essentially, people that are members and companies that are members of Certified Proud show their support to LGBTQ plus people by being more inclusive and ensuring that where they meet is a safe space for members for the community all year round. And how it works is through a triple process authentication. So the first of them is 
our companies have to abide by the certified proud principles. So they include values such as respect, equality, inclusivity, and they do that through a contract when we first sign people up. And then secondly, we have an audit. So each member undergoes an annual audit to ensure that they have actually taken these principles on board. And it ensures that the practices are actually happening throughout the year. And there is facilities and uh, policy reviews on hand too. So we can go through any recruitment documentation, any uh, policies that you'd have on your, within your mission statement or your, your respect charter. So we look at all of those to ensure that they are being inclusive of people of the community. And one of our favourite parts of it that we are most proud of is uh, we give 40% of the membership fee back to the Certified Proud Fund. So all of these funds will be used to support LGBTQ plus charities and projects that are taking place. This is a fairly new company too, isn't it, Eve? Yeah, we are quite new. So we actually started in April last year. So it was at the very height of lockdown one mm. where we had all mm. of our evenings and all of our weekends. And my co-founder, Liam, uh, he had been to a, a particularly difficult circumstance with a doctor he had back in 2014. Right. So Liam had been in contact um, with a, a partner who had said that he had contracted HIV. So Liam, of course, was completely upset, didn't know kind of what to do with himself. And he booked an appointment in the doctor because he was just newly living in Dublin at the time. And he had been to visit and as soon as the doctor found out that he may have contracted it from a man, he refused to see him. What? And he essentially <laughs> said to him, you need to leave my practice. So oh my he was God. new in Dublin, thought he may have contracted HIV, didn't know who he could talk to, went to someone that he th thought he could confide in and seek help from. And he was turned away. So it had always been in his head that I wish there was somewhere that I could log on to. I could Google doctors that are LGBT safe, um, dentists that will not discriminate against me. And he said there wasn't a such thing like that. So there has been similar for travel and right, like hotels might um, have on their websites that we're, we're inclusive of LGBT people who are very welcoming of same sex couples. But there hasn't been across services and across workplaces. So it had always been in his mind that he wanted to have a space that he could do something like that. And I have been working in the nonprofit space since I finished college and I would have worked on the marriage referendum through canvassing, signing people up through voter registration forms and working with uh, Yes Equality. And I have been working within the LGBT space for quite a few years now as well. So I worked for Belong to Youth Services, which is the national charity for LGBTQ plus people. And there I had seen how our services impact young people who've are dealing with horrific homophobic bullying, transphobia, kids being kicked out of their homes. So it, it would be very often that children would turn up to our door um, in, in, in Dublin uh, with a school bag with a few clothes in it that they could have gathered because they had been kicked out of their house because their family might have found out that they were in fact lesbian, gay, bi or trans and they had nowhere to go. So it was, I, I had seen what our, our support workers have to do and they had to go through in order to get them somewhere safe that night and try and figure out what were the next steps for those children. So part of my job there was um, kind of telling that story through fundraising. And I would have done lots of training with um, companies on like LGBT training. So we would have done terminology, how to deal with somebody coming out in the workplace, how best to support a friend or a family member. Yeah. And I had seen 
how much this works. And people come up to me afterwards saying, I think my son might be gay. How how can I communicate with him that it's okay? Or even the complete opposite end, end of that spectrum of, I had a, a, a man said to me, he was like, I'd hate for my child to be learning about this in school. And I had to kind of have a conversation with him without losing the head, which you have to do all the time when you're having these communications with people is, I was like, okay, but what if he was the child that was being bullied, that was being denied healthcare, that was not going to strive in the workplace because he has to hide who he is? Because we've we've done research that 41% of people will go back in the closet upon their first job because you are less likely to be promoted. Um, and you will, like, it's it's horrific, but 80% of people have heard um, slur is being said against them um, in, in the workplace. And it's just, it's sadly not really lessening. So I kind of seen the, the value in, in that um, that training and workshops program. So we sat down over <laughs> over WhatsApp and we said, feck it, will we give this a go? And we had just started putting all of our work into it. So every evening, every weekend, because both of us have full-time jobs as well. Yeah. Um, and then we launched, mm. we launched in September and thankfully it's been going really well. Well, that's, that's, that's good to hear that it is going really well. Would you have many members? Yeah, so we, we have we have 10 that we have public with at the minute. Mm. And then we have roughly the same amount that we are in the process of kind of the certification process with them. So we have to do kind of an overall review of people, first of all, and set out a plan um, within our kind of membership blocks that we have. So people can select, like, we feel like we need training. We want somebody to help us establish um, a network within our community. We want you to help us reform our policies so we there's a lot of work to do beforehand before we do come out and publicly post somebody as certified private but we've from sole traders right up to really big retailers to university bodies um have all come on board because th- like thankfully a lot of people see the need for it um and they there has been a gap there that people are doing events for pride and they're putting the rainbow flags up but people are part of the community for every other week of the year as well it doesn't just end yeah. when july 1st hits so there there is there is a huge kind of gap in education and in support there that we we saw and we saw that this is something that could really fill that gap. Do you know what? I think it's a great idea. And um, congratulations on on setting up Certified Proud. If people do want to contact you, how do they get in contact? Yeah, absolutely. So we're on all forms of social media um, with at Certified Proud or our website is www.certifiedproud.com. Now, I must quickly mention as well, I believe you've been nominated for a Network Island Businesswoman of the Year Award, Eve Curtin. Tell us more about that, please. Woo-hoo! Come on. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So I, I have joined um, Network Ireland's Tipperary branch, and it was actually a couple of um, Clonwell, Clonmel businesswomen. That's a kind of a, a Freudian slip, like Clonwell, isn't it? Clonwell, <laughs> Clonwell girl. Um, so it was uh, Joanne O'Hurley from JL Designs and Laura Maloney um, from the Laurel Salon. The two of them had said to me, they're like, we can see you're doing um, a lot of amazing work in this in the kind of business space. We think you'd really benefit from this network. So they are a network of incredible women that are really supportive. Um, and I've been joining them and they have events throughout the year and workshops. And I, yeah, we 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 had applied to it a couple when was a couple of months ago. And yeah, earlier this month we found out that uh, Certified Proud has been nominated for the Emerging New Business and I've been nominated for a separate award called The Power Within. So we have two nominations there that we're, we're absolutely thrilled about so early on. Well, we wish you the best of luck with that. And you're, Thank also, you. you're also involved with Focus Ireland, which is a great organisation. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, they, it's absolutely fantastic. So that is my day job. That is the full-time job. I'm the community fundraising manager there. 
Um, so Focus Ireland works with people who are at risk of homelessness or are experiencing homelessness. So we would work predominantly with families, children and individuals. And we are offices are in Dublin, but we're actually based across the country and there is a southeast branch as well. Um, so we have a lot of a lot of programs that help people, say, that are leaving um, state care, um, other people through education. So we have a program called PEAT, which is preparation for education and, and training and employment. Um, so there is lots of different outlets there that if, if anybody who is feeling that they're at risk, that they're struggling with, if it's if it's rent or landlord issues and they're in need of help, please visit the Focus Ireland website because help is there. And also, if anyone is in a position, whether you are a community fundraiser doing bingos or I know lots of people are doing online events at the minute. Yeah. Or if you are a corporate, please, like you, you can absolutely reach out to Focus Ireland as well, because there is incredible work happening. And um, I just it is, I, I feel lucky to work with that, that organisation. It's fantastic. And how are things being with the pandemic, Eve, as well, with Focus Ireland? It, it has. It, it was particularly rough at the beginning mm. because like everything, when there's economic issues or there is a global problem, the first thing people will do is cancel their direct debits. So that was no different for charities. Um, because you will you will try and cut off what's not a necessity because you, people have to look after their, their their kind of their families and their homes and they realize that we it's uncertain future and we by no means would, would blame anyone who who was worried about that and they were so apologetic about the people that had to do that but we have been in, incredibly lucky that there were grants that were made available and we have some major donors that people that had never been in contact with us before who might have seen a documentary on RTE with our founder sister Stan that got in contact and they had said, what can I do to help? And through educating them about our services and how they can help and numbers of young people we have and the amount per euro that's spent on services that, that people really felt reassured that we would invest their money. And, and that's what major donors is. It's an, it's an investment in a service and in people. Um, so we have been, we were lucky to then towards the middle and the end of the year that we were able to pick up um the kind of the slowness and the cancellation of events earlier on in the year but we were we're definitely we ended the year on a good position because of we have incredible supporters and fundraising as well must have changed dramatically as you were saying earlier with online fundraisers taking place mm -hmm. hugely hugely so i i actually have changed roles within uh focus ireland so i'm, I'm working i used to work with uh, philanthropy and major donors and, and legacy and trust but now i look after predominantly community fundraising so Community fundraising traditionally would be your soccer fundraisers, your pub quizzes, uh, school fundraisings like Crazy Hair Day, wear your pajamas to school day, but all of that just dropped. So focus had to be really, really quick on their feet and learn how do we adapt these? What alternatives can we do? Uh, how can we engage the public? Um, so it, it really did change the way fundraising happens. So we had to do uh, like individualized fundraisers, so cycle 50 kilometers in a month, but these are all events that you can do on your own. So it didn't really rely on groups of people to do it. And you could set up just giving pages and people's friends and families could contribute to them. Um, and we also have like our, our kind of our flagship event would be Shine a Light Night, which takes place in October every year. So that's a national sleep out that happens. So people had to do that kind of from their own gardens and like parks nearby. And it was, I think it was nearly a, a more harrowing event because people realized how lonely it was. Mm. So usually it is, it's, it's, it's a great event where people can gather together um, in, in different kind of landmarks across Ireland, but people had to do it on their own. And it was, um, I think it was definitely something that echoed with people of the loneliness and, and the coldness and the fear that you feel when you're on your own. Now you're a Clonmel girl. Yes. Based in Dublin I now, am, is that right? 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, I've been, I, I went to DCU and I've been ba- based in Dublin pretty much since then, but would go, go back to Clomel quite a bit. And I actually, I ended up at home for lockdown number one uh, with an overnight bag because as I was on the train home, Leo announced the lockdown. No way. And- <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up with, I had an overnight bag for three months. Um, so I, I very much delved into my mum's wardrobe. But you know what? We actually Wow, hang on a second. Me. Rewind there. You delved into your mum's wardrobe. So yeah, I, I know your mum, Susie. Um, so I'm guessing it was all loads of 1980s stuff in the wardrobe. She has better. She she has better clothes than me. She has great she? style. She, she no. She genuinely she has lovely lovely uh, stuff. So I, I think I was probably annoying her by the end of it, saying, "Look, any chance of a pair of socks?" Because <laughs> we were waiting for the Tesco to open back up. Um, but we the three months were were actually lovely because I hadn't spent that much time at home since my leaving search. And mm. um, so it was a different it was a different um, kind of dynamic because I obviously. Had, have aged 10 years. <laughs> we had a lovely time. We were, we had lots of nights where we were cooking and we were watching drag shows on the internet and we had um, nice kind of cocktail evenings. And once the weather got better, we would sit out the back um, on Spotify and the two of us ended up addicted to TikTok over that time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was actually, uh, while it was scary and a difficult time, that first lockdown, we had a ball. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it, really it seemed, it, you know, what, I'm jealous because listening to that, it seems like you did have a great time. We, did. You know? we genuinely, we genuinely did because uh, I don't think we we haven't had that much time in in one space. So I would go up and down for weekends and a couple of weekends or a couple of weeks during the summer, but we would have had that much time together. So I think it it, it changed our our relationship as well. I think we ended up like really, really we are always brilliant friends, but we're mm. we're definitely um, mm. we have a improved and we had so much crack that we just bonded more. Where did you go to school in town? I went to Loretto Secondary School in Clomel. Yeah, so I, I, I think that is one of the reasons why I'm in this space that I'm in as well, because there was there were so many opportunities for volunteering and fundraising. There was always a charity event happening. Like Loretto is, is great for kind of spearheading events for local and for, for national charities as well. And it was through that that I, I ended up um, getting the head girl position in Loretto and with that you have um, a responsibility for some of the fundraisers that take place and we would have done a lot with um, Coo and Sayre and some of the more the, the local um, charities that we had in St. Vincent de Paul as well so it was a great learning experience for me it really really was and I think that has that kick-started a lot of what I, what I did in college and then right up to now to Focus Ireland and Certified Proud have been kind of the, the basic ideals that I would have learned in Loretto. And did you have any part-time jobs here in town? The, the the head babysitter for the road that I left on. <laughs> so I literally, there's many, there was many Saturdays where I would have had seven, seven or eight kids, but I absolutely love that. And I did, I, I did a couple of summers with um, Pavoni in, in Clomel as well. So um, I actually, I loved that as well. So I would have got some, some business acumen from the, the ladies that work there. Um, and just dealing with the public as well, because I think mm. sales positions, you learn so much. You learn a, a tenfold about how to communicate with people and um, learning what 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 is someone's looking for and how to kind of figure out um, how can you match that and uh, make them leave a happy customer. So that's re- pretty much what I'm still doing today is making people leave happy customers. So. And do you miss town at all? Do you miss coming to Clonmel? Yeah, I think I, I, when I when I was in, in college, a lot of my friends were gone. 
So nobody was really at home if I was coming home at the weekends and a lot of people have emigrated as well. So that that was always kind of tough at the weekends. But Christmas time in Clomel, you just you can't beat it. And it's so lovely kind of starting off um, at, at the top of the town and making your way down and everybody in their Christmas jumpers and getting to see everybody, people from school and people from primary school. Sometimes you see teachers and people from all about. So it was, it's, it's, it's always a lovely place to come home to at Christmas time. There's always that fear, though. I don't know about you. I know when I used to meet one of my teachers at Mass and <laughs> <laughs> you still had this fear in your head that there was a big teacher. You feel like, you know, they're going to correct you for doing something. <laughs> do, do, you, do you ever have that feeling when you meet one of your old teachers? No, not really. And I, they have to say that they, we had really lovely teachers um, in the Red One. So I, I haven't seen a huge amount of them since I left college, but we were the last year that had Sister Bridie as, as our principal. So we we had our kind of our, our closing ceremonies together. So we were the last leaving cert year with her and she was phenomenal. Like she really was fantastic. And in terms of kind of setting ideals and kind of values with us from early on of, of helping other people. And she was she was good crack as well. Like she was really she was good fun. Um, so that was, yeah, we were her last year. So it was it was sad, I think, for, for the like Loretto community. And I know lots of people and alumni came back for her last kind of hurrah that she had as well so um it was yeah it's really it was a brilliant school I of course you've got loads of family here in Clonmel too I only interviewed your uncle Martin Fennessy from the Clonmel yeah. Boxing Club the other week he was on oh that's brilliant Martin is I think definitely a, a pillar of his community there and I know he has helped lots of people and he's great the this the sports center that they have and that the way they engage young people, because a lot a lot of the, the work that I've done has been how you can help young people and from an early on age. And that, that I think he treats them so much more and he he teaches them so much more mm. than just boxing. Like, I think that they do. They they learn like the respect and they learn. There's so much discipline um, as well. Of, there's there's yeah, there's so there's so much brilliant, brilliant um, kind of attributes that there is there in, in that boxing club. He didn't tempt you to, you know, get into the ring and. Learn to box. You know what? He, he <laughs> I was there once. Were you? And I went, yeah, no, I went up once and I was like, right, okay, let's get fit. This is a few summers ago. And I, I think I lasted about 20 minutes. And then um, after, I think afterwards, I was like, can we, can we put on Destiny's Child on the music? He's like, no, you can't go back. You have about 10 more rounds to do. Oh I, I was interested in changing the playlist. But that was, <laughs> I did, I did not last too long. No. Do you know what? It's lovely to talk to you on the Clomart Podcast and every success we're certified proud. Thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate it. Thank you. The Clomart Podcast. Thank you, Weave. So there we go. That is our podcast for this week. Hope you enjoyed it and thank you so, so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email the Clomart Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the website www.theclomartpodcast.com and you'll find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Have a lovely weekend. I'm off to clean the barbecue for or Saturday or maybe Sunday, depending on the weather, hopefully. <laughs> Stay safe and look after one another. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.